Hello, and welcome to Leading the Way. This is Kevin Robinson Jr., and I'll be your host in this podcast series where we discuss leadership and culture building with leaders in our Mount St. Mary's University athletics community. Home to over 450 Division I student-athletes and 22 Division I athletic programs, the Mount strives to develop ethical leaders who lead lives of significance. What's up, Mounties? And welcome to another episode of Leading the Way. I uh, can't tell you how blessed we are to have head softball coach Anna Negro in the studio with us today. Anna, how you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, it's awesome to have you. I appreciate you taking the time uh, out of your busy schedule to come in and uh, talk with us about the culture of the softball team and how you lead these young ladies. So uh, we're going to dive right in, though. And it's hard to know, it's hard to believe you're our fourth highest tenured coach uh, or fourth longest tenured coach at Mount St. Mary's. I remember when you came in uh, about what, 11, 12 years ago, 11 years, 11 years ago. And here you are today. Talk, talk to us about your journey, not only to the Mount, but at the Mount. Um, first of all, I'm super happy to be here. So thanks for having me. And yeah, it's been 11 years. So I was hired when I was 24. So I grew up in Buffalo, New York, and uh, went to St. Bonaventure University, played there, graduated with a bachelor's degree in uh, physical education, and then I went back home to Buffalo and got my master's at Canisius College in sports administration and started coaching right out of school at a small Division three school called Jewville College. Um, I coached there three years, and my last year I was an assistant AD, and then, you know, three years there, and then I got hired at the Mount. So I was really, in both scenarios, really just at the right place at the right time and really just blessed. No, that's awesome. And before we talk about your journey at the Mount, what was it like, 24 years old, coming into an interesting environment in the softball program and having to really kind of rebuild the program? What, what was that like? Well, it was a long, long journey for sure. <laughs> um, but it, it was great. You know, I, I kind of have always been thrown into things uh, younger, like whether it was I was playing with older players or um, right out of college, I started coaching. So at that time, I was actually coaching girls who I had played with on like an Empire State team or like a travel team or something like that. So it was definitely interesting. I definitely had to learn on the go. Um, but I think that I have always uh, led, you know, and so it was kind of natural for me, but just fun. It was fun along the way. And the program, you know, was in a situation where it just needed, you know, new life. That's really what it came down to. You know, I had a great group of alumni, um, you know, that were young and, and eager. And then now 11 years later, it's like, you know, I've graduated so many girls from here. So um, it definitely feels like home and it definitely feels like, you know, a family atmosphere. And um, it was just putting life back into the program, putting love back into the program and really just building from the ground up. Well, for those of you that have not seen the softball team compete in those 11 years, you'll see that that love shine through in in their in the way they play, the energy before games, during games, after games, just around the program. Uh, you know, I've been around athletics for, for my entire life, and I'll, I'm going to tell you, the program that you run, Anna, 
is one of the most energetic, exciting programs and consistent for over that 11 periods or 11 year period that I've ever seen. What do you attribute that to? Like, how do you, how do you get that on a, on a yearly on an annual basis that, that high level energy and excitement, you know, most programs, it kind of wanes and goes, even though they may be good, but you, you keep that high level of enthusiasm for one another uh, and, and you do it very well. Yeah, I, I, you know, I think it just really obviously comes back to relationships. Um, you know, one of the big things that I, that I preach to the girls is I want them to all feel like they can be themselves, right? So whatever that looks like for that person. And as a teammate and a coach and, and a member of, of the program, uh, we're going to love them for that, right? Um, and, you know, I just, you know, you have to love what you do. So one of our uh, core values is passion, and that can really be in any – you know, whether we're in the classroom or the weight room or, or, or the field, uh, it's just about loving what you do and making sure that we're enjoying it because that's, you know, one of the most important things. And it's a blast, you know, when you can get that energy going. Um, it's just a blast to play with, you know, to watch the girls play and to coach them. And it kind of uh, is just such a cool experience. Oh, I mean, you, you do. It, it is it's, it is very cool to watch a game, even coming out to a practice. I mean, the the women are there for one another. And, and you talk about that, allowing them to be themselves. How does that manifest itself in the locker room or in those conversations you have, like that everyone kind of is allowed to be their own person? Uh, it's definitely something that we talk about a lot, right? So it's, you know, something that we always, you know, um, get together and, and, and I just reiterate it. Um, and I also think, you know, obviously it comes from the top um, to the doubt. So, you know, I really appreciate different types of people. Um, I love having different types of people. I love, you know, we have really goofy kids. We have really serious kids. Um, all of our kids are really good students, you know, and they're just fun and they just enjoy each other. So I think that, um, they're, they come into a program knowing that, and then they're, uh, very impressed that it's actually really like that. And then they kind of just thrive in it. And, and trust me, we always, you know, you always have your ups and downs. Um, but we always, you know, one of our things in our mission statement is just to love each other. So uh, I think that that's really important. And at the end of the day, you know, we're all on the same type of journey. We're all trying to be happy in whatever way that looks for us. And just um, being an advocate for each other and making sure that we're, um, you know, like the best, best, uh, version of ourself. Right. And that we're really celebrating, um, each other, little victories, whatever those may be. How, how do you do that in practice? Like what are some of the different ways that you, um, and your staff will, will celebrate those little victories in practice? Is it, is it pulling one of the women aside and giving them in, you know, there's, there's encouragement or is it in front of the whole group or a combination of, of different things? What, what does that look like? It's definitely, definitely a combination of things. Um, I really try to make a point to point out little victories, especially maybe for somebody that's like a role player, you know, really trying to make them understand that what they do is very important, even though it may seem very small to them. Um, and like I said, I'm loose, right? So like, you know, how I am even on this podcast is very similar to how I am when I walk out of this room. So I want the kids to, you know, they're not walking on eggshells around me. They know what to expect. I'm pretty consistent. Um, there definitely is a tough love, right? But they want to play, you know, and I want to be part of that with them. So they love that. Um, and, you know, like a practice, an example would be, you know, 
you got kids diving all over the place and stuff. Like we're just hyping each other up for that, talking each other into making those types of plays. And then, you know, if you come watch a practice and then you come watch a game, it, you know, it's, it's basically the same. The game, they get a little crazy because there's music, but, um, <laughs> you know, we got to play at that high level all the time and practice it too. No, that's great. When I, when I when we come back from our sponsorship break, I want to hear about some of the music that uh, that you're playing in this pregame because it gets a little hype out there uh, prior to those games. Uh, we'll be right back and enjoy our sponsorship break. Enjoyed by millions since 1894, Hershey's Ice Cream is focused on producing innovative, high-quality products and providing industry-leading service. Guided by their family values of integrity, honesty, and respect, this Mount family-owned enterprise strives to provide real ingredients, real ice cream, and real smiles. Welcome back to Leading the Way and with our guest, head softball coach, Anna Negro. Anna, when we, le- when we left before the break, we were talking about how hyped those pregame uh Pre-game warm-ups can be, and just the, throughout the course of the game. What's what's that music that they're uh, they're getting hyped to? What's what's the flavor of the of the year? You think this year? What, what do we think we're going to be hearing uh, in those pre-game warm-ups? Well, you know, I'd like to say that they're predictable, but they aren't. <laughs> so it really changes year to year, um, and it always ends up being like you know whatever's hot on the radio that day, or you know for that time period. Uh, but they're just dancers. I, yeah. I, that's the best thing to say. They are. They yeah, are. They're just dancers, and I don't mind it. We play a lot at practice. Um, as long as they're, you know, focused on what they're doing and we're accomplishing things, it doesn't bother me. I think it's fu- it's fun for them. And at a game, that's like one of my favorite things when they're going crazy. Uh, I think maybe three years ago, I forget exactly, but they made us put up uh, the fence in front of the dugout. We had open dugouts, and the girls like joke that it's just like a cage now. <laughs> they have to like stay behind it. You know, we were always getting yelled at for going out too far. Um, and I think one of their goals is to get me to laugh, obviously, at third base, which is pretty easy. Uh, <laughs> but I think it's just fun, and, and it just builds off of each other. And I think when we're playing best, um, you know, we're going crazy. You know, yeah. we have a ton of energy. It, it, it's, it's so infectious. Like, if, you know, if you come to a game and you're checking it out, like, they, they are so much fun. Uh, well, let me slide in real quick this question. Uh, it's a twofold question. First off. Who's going to be the best dancer this year coming up? And who's your who's the best dancer of all time in your in your eleven Ooh. years? You know, everyone who's going to listen to this. I know. Is gonna, I'm putting you on the spot. Really I'm putting you on the spot. Okay, so, um, hmm, best dancer this year. I'm going to have to go with the good old favorite Lexi Donovan, all just right. because everyone knows her and and she does the the dance to Gasolina. I don't know if you know that song. <laughs> I, I, I don't. Um, Sorry. You know, and whenever it gets played anywhere, you know, whether we're in, you know, on campus or off, you know, she's dancing to it, and it's like a whole thing. Um, <laughs> best dancer ever. I know you're going to, I apologize to any alumni out there that get alienated for this answer. I'm not trying to put uh, Coach Negro on yeah. the spot, but I am. I'm going to have to, she knows I'm going to go with her. I'm going to have to go with Mo Money, uh-huh. uh, Morgan uh-huh. Alisakis. Yeah. You know, I think that she really could just get a chuckle out of me. Um, her and Nines together. Yeah, I was going to say Nines had to been up yeah. there too. Her but. and Nines together, you know, they would really, you know, it was always, they were right next to each other all the time um, doing something wild. But it's so fun. It's so fun. Yeah. And it's just, again, you know, that's just who they are. And it just um, went on to the field and it was a really cool thing. Yeah. And, and, you know, you talk about a lot about love, passion. What are some of those other core values that you, that are, that are truly important to your program that you look to and say, Hey, 
when I'm recruiting a young a young lady to this program, they need to embody this, and this is what I'm looking for because this is what I want my program to be known known for. Yep. So we actually have five. Okay. It actually spells out plate, okay. like home plate. All right. So it's passion, which we talked about really just loving what you do um, and making sure that we always love what we do. That's very important. And that that takes a lot of work right, to love it every day because yeah. you do go up and down with things. And softball is such a game of failure that you have to remember that it's more than just what happens on the field. Um, leadership. Right. So we're really big on leadership. We've had some really good leaders come through the program. And then we go to accountability. So, you know, just taking ownership over our whole college experience, education, you know, whatever it is, taking care of your business, being held accountable um, to a higher standard, you know, than a normal student who walks on campus. You know, being a student athlete, you're definitely held to higher standards. And knowing that you're going to be held accountable um, makes you even better. Okay. And then we go to uh, toughness. So it's funny because when I say toughness, the first thing the girls thought about was mental toughness. And in my head, I was actually thinking like a different toughness, just like a gritty toughness, right? Like um, you're out on the field and like, you know, nothing's really going to get in your way toughness. But I guess when you actually think about that, that, that is a mental toughness. It is, yes. So um, the girls kind of brought that out and, and made me look at that a little differently, but definitely a mental toughness. And then the last thing is excellence. Okay. So it's just being excellent in everything that we do. Um, you know, doing well in the classroom is a really big thing for us. And uh, obviously doing well in the field, but even the weight room and, you know, staying connected with each other, treating each other right. All those things play into all of those core values. Let's go back to the L and plate and leadership. What's your leadership structure within the program? Are there, are there systems set in place for, for there to be, you know, um, upper class leadership or is it, Hey, whoever steps up into those leadership roles can, can kind of take that over. How, how's that set up for you? Yeah. So every year it's really different, you know, like some years I have really clear defined, um, leaders and then other years it's kind of like, you're kind of wait to see how it, how it plays out. Um, I haven't named captains in a while. You know, I just am really a firm believer that if you are a leader, you're a leader, regardless of if you are called a captain or not. And it's not that we haven't had people um, who have done it. I just think it's not a necessary thing, right? So, like, when we went to playoffs in 2019, you know, everyone knew that Lindsey Heinze was a leader. I didn't even have to, you know, um, and she was the go-to for me, right? Um, so, in a sense, she was a captain. We just didn't label it. Um, again, I just think that if you're a leader, you're a leader, and it doesn't matter. Um, and internally, you know, like I, I see some young kids who are leaders and I really try to groom them, right. And, and put them in the right direction, but leadership looks different for everyone. So I really encourage everyone to do it in whatever way that they can, uh, freshman, sophomore, junior, senior, I don't really care. Um, you know, everyone's going to have a different personality. Everyone takes the things differently. So having, you know, like Aaron Mahara was a great leader in a sense that she, you know, was really good one-on-one with people. Right. And she could talk to people and help them and make them feel comfortable, um, things like that. So there's no um, exact structure. It kind of takes its uh, course every year. But we definitely have um, I feel like when you have your players taking ownership of the program and leading themselves, it's it's a success. And I definitely think we're at that point. No, I think you're exactly right. That peer leadership is, is probably the best way of leading um 
in not only college athletics, but any type of organization. If, if you can respect the person that you're working next to or playing next to and, and understand where they're coming from, I think that that really helps in terms of getting people together and staying connected and, and, and being true leaders in that way. Um, talk to us about connection. Um, you know, we've touched on it with the love and the passion, but how meaningful was connection for you and for your program? I, I, I think it's very meaningful because it comes across in your program, but how, how do you develop those such tight bonds and, and keep, your, keep your women connected in, in, in that way? You know, again, I think that it's a lot to do with, um, you know, just building confidence, right, in each other and, you know, making sure that um, everyone really uh, says nice things to each other, right, and that they're kind to each other. I know it seems so basic, but it's really, really important. Um, You know, I look at the the super senior class, right? So you have, um, there were five of them that lived together. It's not the whole class, but it, there was five of them. You had Kate Wade, Lexi Donovan, Shelby Holcomb, Jordan Weaver, um, and Kaylee Stoner, okay? Best friends. Best friends lived together for, you know, they're on their fourth year living together, and they all played the same position, and they all competed against each other. And at times, one was playing over another, and there was never a, an issue. They were such good friends, and they cared and really saw big picture and bought into the program. And I always use them as an example, but it's actually really incredible because most people can't be um, competitors and fighting for the same positions, but then also be best friends and have that be real. And it is. So it's very cool. I mean, that just speaks to, to how strong of a program you're running, uh, Coach. I mean, it, it's it's phenomenal to watch. I want, we're going to talk a little bit more about that um, when we come back from our last sponsorship break. At Cador Memorials, they preserve your stories for all time. Now owned and operated for over four generations, their craftsmen have been creating beautiful memorials and monuments for families and communities all across the area. With locations in Gettysburg and Hanover, Pennsylvania, each one is a true work of art, a labor of love, and each one starts with a story. And welcome back to Leading the Way, Coach Negro. It's such a pleasure to have you in studio and, you know, talking about leadership and passion and connection. I mean, it's it's just phenomenal what you do with your program. What are we what are we expecting this year? Like, what's what's your expectations? What are we looking for on the field as we move into uh, 2021? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think we're pretty stacked. You know, we returned four super seniors from last year when we weren't able to compete. So bringing back four um, leaders and, you know, veterans is always huge, you know, and you're bringing back some core players that, you know, played and and were part of it. And, and, you know, all four of them are coming back hoping to win a championship. So, and then we brought in eight freshmen. It's probably our, it is our biggest class. I think my first class was eight. However, this is like when I when I got hired and I recruited the first class, it was a very short period. This was like a full two years of recruiting these eight kids. Um, so and a lot of them have talent. And I think that, that there definitely are some that could look to help us right away. It'll just be a matter of how things plan out, pan right. out, you know, and um, I look to be very good. I think the girls are feel like there's some unfinished business. I think they'd like to get back to playoffs and. Uh, feel like we're supposed to be there and have a little bit less nervousness and, uh, you know, get after it. But I definitely feel like there's there's a good vibe. Anybody that's going to surprise us this year? Anybody that's that you feel is taking a, a, a jump and, and, and going to, you know, make some, make some waves on the field? You know, I always think there's some sleepers for sure. <laughs> um, let's see here. 
I think that you have, um, you know, a really strong senior class now. So you have uh, Kirsten Muma, uh, Mariah Godey, and Amanda Berkeley. And I think that any one of them, you know, obviously Amanda's been great for us and Rye's been playing short like crazy. Um, and, and she's just a phenomenal athlete. And Muma's been in the outfield for us as well. I think any one of them could really have a, a, a go off for right. sure. Have that all conference. Um, yes, type, yes, type yes. Year. And I also think um, our three sophomores could do the same thing. You know, Avery was phenomenal on the mound last year in California. Nobody really got to see it because we A, played really good competition and B, we were in California. Right. But she was like um, throwing hard, moving the ball, like just a look in her eyes. I just felt like she was going to have a really good year. And then, you know, Maggie and Kaya are, are studs on the corner. So I feel like both of them are up for good years too. Uh, you know, I could say that about every single one of them in right. a different way, shape or form. But I definitely think those two classes, you know, last year might have been the year that they did, you know, push through. But since we didn't get it, I think it's kind of just a build up and, and all those kids are pretty focused. Uh, we're looking forward to seeing them on the field uh, in the upcoming spring. Now for you, what's it like been like at the Mount? Like just let's talk about the overall mountain experience for you as a as a coach and now also uh, professor Negro yeah. teaching the last couple of years. So what, what's the, what, what's been like being at Mount St. Mary's? I love that professor title. <laughs> I, I make sure that the other athletes that I have in class call me professor when they see me around my kids so that my kids remember that I'm also a professor. Um, but you know, it's been great. It's, it's so funny. It's like when I was hired, you know, at my interview, I still remember Jay Phillips. And and here's the thing. I might be the fifth tenure because if you count him, even though he left, he, left. he came back. Yeah, he left. that's a tough one. You're the longest. You're yep. the fourth longest consecutive tenure. Yep, yep, yep. And woman, yes. I think, for yes, sure. Yes, absolutely. Um, but he told me, I said, what do you need to do uh, at the Mount to be successful? And he said, fall in love with the Mount. And for anyone that's part of the Mount, you know how easy it is to say that, and it makes sense to you. But for anyone that's not part of the Mount, it just sounds cliche, but it's just super true. Um you know, it just feels like family more than ever, I guess is the best way to put it. And um, I look forward, you know, it's like on the way in here, I'm thinking like, I never worked a day in my life. Um, but, you know, at the same time, those, you know, 11 years, 10 really full years were gr I grinded out for sure. Um, it took a long time for us to get where we needed to be. We had a lot of classes before we made those playoffs that really pushed us to get to those playoffs. They just weren't actually on the team when it happened. Um and, you know, like I said, it, it, it's been a, it's definitely a family atmosphere. I love it for that. Um, and it allows me like how I let my kids be themselves. It allows me to be myself, which is important. Oh, you are uh, definitely yourself. Yes, like that is for sure. Yes. You know, um, I just feel like that's just what life's about. Right. So yeah. uh, being yourself and um, making people smile and making people feel good. Those, those things are all really important. And um, I just try to show that. For sure. It's a lot of the little things, you know, you and I have talked about it, but it's all the little things. It's checking in with the kids. It's um, just communication, right? Like a simple text goes so far with these players. So when I know that they need it, I just do it, right? Well, I, I think, and you, you talk about the little things. I don't think there's any coach that I've been around that, that does the little things better than you and, and who has stayed with it for as long as you have. I think some coaches do it for short periods of time, but your attention to those little details and the little things that may not seem big at the time, but down the road are, are huge. Uh, I, I've, I've been so impressed with that. How, how do you, how do you maintain that level of um, commitment to those little things? 
Yeah, it's, it's what you said. It's a commitment, right? So, um, you know, my thing that I try to remember the whole time I'm coaching is that everything is about the players. So I'm really always looking out for them. Um, and, you know, I probably at times do it too much, right? Um, you know, and it takes a lot out of you, energy, you know, mentally, all of that stuff. But when you see it on the other end or, you know, they write you a letter or you, you they play well or whatever it is, they're successful. It's like so worth it, right? Um, I just got a letter from an alumni. It was like a two-page letter. So she, she came here, she graduated, played all underneath me. And it was like, incredible right um and and i get letters you know you get letters here or there but it do, it takes a certain person to actually follow through so a lot of people are like oh i want to write a letter or i want to thank this person for this but they never follow through so really trying to follow through on those little things are important because they go such a such a long way um and just making people feel good the, the little things are people don't necessarily want to do them but for me, um, all those little things end up turning into big things versus trying to do the big things before you've done the little things. So um, if you can build the relationships and get the kids to trust each other, all the winning and all the camaraderie and all the team chemistry, that stuff all happens. It all unfolds right in front of you. Nah, and you do it so well. You, you really do. And I think touching back on something we talked about a couple minutes ago, you displayed great patience and perseverance in building this program over the last 10 years. I think, I think that's what most young coaches don't understand. They want to win right away. Um, but to truly build something sustainable, it takes time and it takes going through adverse adversity. Definitely. You feel like that's the definitely, case? Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Um, so patience is so funny. Cause like, if, if, you, if you knew me growing up, like I had no patience, like my report card always said like no self-control because I would always write, like I never raise my hand. Hard I would believe. just you know, <laughs> blurt things out. Um, but I definitely think patience is one of the things that I have really acquired, right? So like when I talked to Morgan Alisakis or Rachel Heinze, they were my two recent um, assistants and they're just both like, I don't know how you're so patient. And to me, it's just become part of it. Like you have to be patient. You're dealing with um, student athletes who are still young adults, right? And they're learning. So they're going to make mistakes and you're, you're the leader and you're the one that has to be calm, cool and collective. So patience is definitely something I've worked on. Um, and then perseverance really just, is just who I am. Right. So like I grew up in the city, I went to an all girls, um, high school there was 43 girls in my class that graduated so I was really always the underdog I got to Bonaventure I was like you know not a big name um but started you know every game but maybe like three in my career um and again always the underdog but you just keep grinding it out you keep working hard that's just kind of uh always been instilled in me and it's never even been a question like you know every year uh, I thought we were, you know, my plan was to go to playoffs, right? And even though it didn't happen, we just kept trusting the process and believing that, you know, in myself that what I was doing and, 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 and the road that I was taking and what I was teaching them was right and that it was going to come out. And it did. Um, winning's hard, right? Like It's extremely it's hard. It's so hard. I think people think it's really easy. And it's I, not. I really do. And at every level, it's hard. And if you talk to anybody who's ever won, they'll tell you it's hard. Um, and and, and you, everyone gets so caught on, on who's winning, but they don't realize that that's like such a real small percentage too. Like there's a lot more people losing than there are winning. So there's so much to, to learn in both. Um, and I've lost a whole lot, you know, growing up and even in college and, um, 
you know, it's definitely taught you to appreciate the good moments and appreciate the winning and appreciate the sport. Um, but I wouldn't have it any other way because it's at the end of the day, not necessarily about that. It's about so much more. And when girls graduate here, uh, they come back. So yes. that's the coolest part. Now, and, and coach, it's such a pleasure to have you as part of our Mount athletic community, our Mount community in general. And Really appreciate you taking the time today, and I, I think we've all learned a lot from uh, from what you said today. And uh, really appreciate you appreciate you coming on, Coach. Thank you, love it. Go, uh-huh. go Mount, go Mount, absolutely love it. Well, thank you guys all for joining us on another episode of Leading the Way. This time with Coach Anna Negro, head softball coach here at the Mount, and look forward to having you uh, back for our uh, for our next guest. Thank you.